unheard. Or silence. Have you ever been told? You are too young to be asking about this. Go sit down somewhere. Or, tú eres un niño, tú no sabes, tú todavía estás chiquito, yo estoy adulto, yo sí sé. Well, stay tuned because here at the Youth Talk Podcast, we, the scholars, invite ourselves to the table. We share our opinions and knowledge on topics that have a foundation in community building, mental health, and accuracy for equity. We are making our voices heard. How can we save this future if no one will listen to us? So sit back, get a snack, and listen to the Youth Talk. Hello, 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 hello. No. <laughs> and hello to that. Welcome to the Youth Talk Podcast. I think you guys are going to like the topic we're going to discuss today. But before we get into that, I think we should all introduce ourselves. I'm one of the hosts, Glenda Legron. I'm in the eighth grade, and I want to be known for breaking barriers and crushing stereotypes because we all do not fit in the box. Hey everyone, I'm Stephanie Cornier and I'm in the sixth grade. I will be joining Glenda from in from hosting from time to time. I want to be known for my acting skills. I want to bring joy and smiles to people's faces. Hi, hello, my name is Zara Martinez. I'm in class. I'm in the sixth grade and I'll be doing a lot of producing as I love music and entertainment. And I want to be known as the best youngest drummer that anyone has ever known. Hi, my name is Joalis. I am in the seventh grade, and I will be helping with the research, production, and wherever else I meet. I know there is no I in T. I want to be known for my determination to help others. I want to be the change I want to see in the world. Hello, I'm Kennedy Pitter. I am in the sixth grade, and I will be helping out with production. I want to be known for my music. I want it to speak to people so I can be silent. And sadly, Harmony and Camila are not here to join us yet, but we'll be moving on without her. Yes, and my name is Miss Kianda Hester. I am one of the licensed social workers here at SDM. I work in partnership with children, and I am the creator of the Youth Talk Podcast, and I'm so excited to be here with you amazing scholars. And I'm just going to be helping to kind of guide the conversation along um, while you guys keep right uh the community right so what's the topic for today well one of the most one of the main topics you want to hear about is how to talk to your parents well this topic is important to me because sometimes that is a struggle all right so guys like i understand that we did some research and um a lot of the kids overwhelmingly wanted to talk about a lot of topics but one of the topics that they really wanted to talk about was parents just not like how to talk to parents right and feeling like parents kind of don't understand them like how do you guys feel about that um, the thing is it's i find personally i find it personally pretty hard to talk to my parents because one sometimes they say oh you want to act grown then act grown but then they mm. treat us like children but then when we want to open up to them and tell them things, they're like, oh, you shouldn't be worrying about that. Or, oh, no, that's not, that's not something for you to worry about. That's nothing. In back in my day, we used to go through this, blah, 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 stuff yeah. like that. 
Yeah, and I also think it's really hard to talk to your parents because you feel like you don't know what they're going to say. You feel like they're going to criticize you for what you're going to tell them. And, like, you're just scared overall what they're going to tell you about what you're asking them. Yeah, and I also want to add on to that because, like, one time I tried to talk to my aunt. And she was like, oh, mijo, don't worry about it. It's like, you're too young for that. Back in my day, all we had to worry about was having clothes on our back, so stuff mm. like that. And I'll be like, yeah, I understand that might have been a problem back then, but there's problems now that's not as how it used to be back then. So, yeah, like, I, I do talk to my aunt, and that's what she would tell me all the time. Like, oh, don't worry about it, mija, no preocupes, don't worry, don't worry. Don't worry about that. Just be a kid and enjoy life. Mm. So I feel like what I'm hearing is like, you know, there's either like they say that you guys can talk to them, but then they don't really provide the space or they kind of just dismiss you. I'm also hearing like from Stephanie, you kind of mentioned like, well, sometimes I'm afraid to see what they're going to say. Like, is it like judgment or? Yeah, they might judge you or criticize you. Like, I haven't had that experience yet. I'm happy. I'm yeah, that's pr- good. I'm proud that I haven't had that experience yet, but I know other people and other children have that experience with their parents. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie, Zion, uh, the, the, you know, I'm older than you guys, obviously, right? But when I was younger, it was the same conversation. Like, I don't know why you guys are worried. Why you're worried about that? You need to go sit down somewhere. Don't worry about that. Back in my day, we sitting here worrying about this and you worrying about somebody you like or you worried about somebody not liking you. You know what I mean? It's just like, well, yeah, it hurts my feelings. <laughs> like, I need, I need help. <laughs> I need help me. Um, yeah. So, so I completely understand. Why do you think... Um, what do you think are some other reasons like some kids may feel like they just really can't go to their parents? Well, I think it's because they're just like not comfortable talking about that with their parents and like they'll find it weird. But like, oh, I don't want to talk to that about my mom. Like, that's weird. So it makes me uncomfortable. So I think that's one reason. I know that we did some research. Um and some of the things that we found, and you guys can let me know if this is what you guys, you know, if you guys agree with this or if you, or, or if you ever had an experience with this. But some kids have mentioned, um, <laughs> some kids have mentioned they don't want to talk about it because they just want to hope that it will all go away, right? Yes. Um, I've had, there, it's been also said that um they feel like their parents are often too busy and they don't want to burden them like if they see that their parents are really busy working late and got so much stuff going on they're scared to kind of talk to them so because they don't want their parents to worry is that have you guys ever experienced that wait can you reword that a little bit sorry no fine um there's it's being said basically that they don't want to worry their parents because sometimes their parents are too busy um, and they're kind of afraid, like, you know, my parents got a lot to worry about. I don't want to tell them about, like, this yeah. going on. Um, so almost being, like, a burden to them? Yes, like being a burden um, to them. Okay. Um, and exactly what you guys said, They somebody said, like, because their parents only compare everything to back in the day. <laughs> um <laughs> They said that they're scared also because sometimes the parent is actually the problem and they don't know how to come to the parent and talk to them about how that parent is making them feel. Yes. Um, they feel like the parent can be dismissive of their feelings. Like, 
uh, it's not that serious. Go like you, you don't got nothing to worry about. Yeah. And they said that they are afraid to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. All right. So you guys pretty much agree with those sentiments. Yes, very much so. All right. All right. So we all know um, by what we've discussed so far, uh, some kids may are maybe afraid to talk to their parents for many different reasons, but there is always two sides to a story. So my question to you is, why do you think parents are afraid to talk to their children? I think that kids or parents are afraid to talk to their children because it's just like, not all the time you want to just go tell your mother and say, there's not something that your parent is not comfortable with talking to you about. And the reason for that is if they think that either you're too young or you should already know that or it's too early for that. Hmm. Is I think that I think that parents are afraid to talk to their children because because children may bring up a topic that parents might not be ready to talk about yet, and it may be a little hard for them. I believe well, that yeah. parents find it hard to talk to their kids because they're, they also don't want to disappoint them. Mm. Because for an instance, their child could be in a place where they are happy and the parent has, they have to move because of work. They don't want to tell their child that because they know that they will be devastated and they don't want to see their child sad. So you feel like sometimes parents may like avoid the converse, like just avoid those heavy topics to kind of spare the child? Yes. Mm. I also think that it's really that it's really hard for parents to talk to their kids because their parents may not have a solution to their problems. So kind of like the parents won't really have anything to do for the children, for the child as much as they try. So like they, just like Joella said, that would kind of disappoint the child. Mm. Okay. I like that. I feel yeah. like um, I do know that, you know, like as I started doing, having these like hard conversations with kids, I'm not going to lie. It was scary, you know, when kids was like, I do want to learn about sex and I do want to learn about, it was scary. Um, But I think what motivated me is that, I rather them learn the right information than you guys go out and ask someone who doesn't, who may give you the wrong information and you guys are, you know, misguided in life, you know? So I can understand that. Yeah. Um, according to our research that we did, it says sometimes it's easy to forget that your parents think and feel things just like you do. They're human too, and they might try really hard to support you, but it's not quite working. Maybe they don't know how to respond to you. And some of the things that they might uh, feel is that they fear and worry. They are sad because they you are going through this thing. They might feel guilty or they're frustrated. And also some other things that they may be confused or want to protect you from the topic that you want to learn more about. Yeah. So based very similar to what you guys were saying, right? Um, parents definitely may feel guilty because they feel like, why is my child going through this? You know, I can't believe 
like it's my fault that my child is feeling sad or that, you know, they're confused. Um, and sometimes parents genuinely just don't know <laughs> what to say. Um, and yeah, like they said, they get sad. They can feel frustrated um, as well. So um, I'm sorry to cut you off. Miss. Yeah. Um, I feel like parents also, they put a lot of things on themselves. Like, Ooh, what do oh, you mean? Oh my God, my child's sad because of me. No. And then it's just like, sometimes kids feel like, yo, my parent really thinks that the world goes around her. Mm. Because you know, when, they, when they do that, it's just like, oh, oh no, my daughter, she's sad because of me. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> And then that's what kids get more mad sometimes because it's like, yo, the world don't revolve around you. I'm sorry. But you know what's so interesting? I, I think if you ask your parents, you guys, uh, like, you guys are so important to them, right? So, and because they have to, like, make sure that you guys are good, it makes kind of sense that they would automatically maybe just blame themselves because they, they feel like they're the provider. They're the ones who are supposed to be helping um, so if things are not going right, it kind of can make sense that they would just feel like, what, I did something wrong. I didn't, I didn't do right by them. You know, maybe the decisions I made is why they're going through this. And sometimes it is important to kind of let them know, like, no, it does have, it has nothing to do with you. Right. Um, so I think the best thing is, is that how do we get to the point where we can have a healthy conversation? Um, <laughs> with our parents sure how would you feel if your child came to you and say it's hypothetical but uh Mm -hmm. if your child came to you and ever said mom um i want to know about something and you say you're too young for it and then they get mad and just walk away so now so now <laughs> I know you heard that well. I know you heard it. We're gonna leave that in the show. No, edit that show. out. No, don't leave it in there. Do not leave it in there. We don't need my sarcastic mother in the background. <laughs> She's doing this to me because I be bothering her. But um but for real, like let's say the child was to ask you something and then you mm. said you too young for that. Well, now, go ahead. Now the child goes asks the kids, one of his um friends' parents. Mm. Now they steer your son wrong, and then now you just like, oh no, it's all my fault. And then now, okay. So how about we rephrase a bit? How about we rephrase a bit? So. I think what um, he's trying to say is, what would you do if your child comes up to you and they want to talk to you about something, but you say no, and they go and ask someone else, another adult, and they give that child the wrong information? Do you think it would be your fault or their fault? Honestly, I would blame myself. If I told my child no, you like you're like if I dismiss my child personally and 
they were eager to still find out because that's usually the perp that's usually the thing right kids usually you guys really are eager to find out this information and if some of you guys are determined you guys are going to find it out somehow some way so if i dismiss my child personally um and then they went ahead got the information and and then did the wrong thing and i'm like why did you do this and they're like well i tried to ask you and you dismissed me so i asked you know mama jean and mama jean told me x y and z and i would feel bad because they trusted me first and i let them down and they went to someone else and then now they're in trouble or they're led astray that would hurt me that really would um now it's a little different to ask me because uh, I only have children through purpose, which is you guys. I didn't, I didn't birth a child into this world. However, I have counseled a lot of families and um, <clears throat> a lot of parents who their first instinct is to just protect you guys, right? So a lot of times they never think of it. And I think what's really important is that they didn't have that with their parents. So they didn't have a space with their parents to talk about these hard situations. So there is learned behavior. They're only thinking about it from the aspect of what they know. So if they were taught, go ahead somewhere and sit down, it makes sense that they would kind of guide you guys and say the same thing. Because in order to face that conversation, they have to either deal with their own issues that they may have going on. And sometimes... Um, it's hard to maybe for some parents to admit, I don't know how to talk to my kids about this situation. And I think that vulnerability kind of just makes them maybe feel like a parent is not supposed to not know, but I don't, well, you know. Um, And like when they dismiss you, they do it in such a way. Like my mother, when she be dismissing me, she be like, like, she be like, when I be like, why won't you tell me? She be like, cause I said so. Why is parents, why do parents think that's enough? Oh, my God. That gets me so mad. When they say, no. oh, because I said so. And I'm like, no, give me an actual good reason why I can't do this. Like, because I said so or because I said no isn't a valid reason. Give us actual reasons and, just, and don't give us because I said so. Just because you're the adult doesn't really mean anything. Like, if you want them, and plus, they be like, they be like, oh, my fault. So let me ask you a question. If they did give you guys the reason, if they were able to kind of break down things to you, um, what would that, what, what would it help? Because now, like, now I can say, oh, she don't want me to go because of such and such. Now I can say, oh, yeah, you yeah, exactly. be right. Because, you yeah, know, sometimes now, I don't be wanting to go places, but I sure enough will ask my mother. And I always want to hear a reason. And because the reason why I want to hear reasons is because they always want to hear a reason. You ever ask them, be like, oh, mom, I want you to tell me about, like, let's say, for example, about technology. Right? About the web. Is it safe? Like, you know, stuff like that. And then... They say, why should I teach you that? Give me three reasons. A person can't just come up from the dome and say, give you three reasons. Then that's when he's like, never mind. 
because just like nobody case, not everybody can give them three reasons. Now, if it's something that the person really loves and that they really want to know more about it, they yeah, they got them three reasons right there. The reason exactly. why I wanted to, like photography for me, I wanted to learn how to take pictures. I wanted to learn how to make money, and I also wanted to learn how to be an entrepreneur. And then you would give them the three reasons, and they'd be like, mm. "Give me three more reasons." They start coming up with more things. I'm like, "Yeah, I just gave you three reasons." Okay. So now, then we, and then when the parent, when we ask parents and say, "But." Because I said so is not an answer. Because, God forbid, any kid was to say that to their parent. End of the story. Okay, so I think everyone here has come to agreement that parents should have a valid reason for why they can't tell us such things. Okay. Now, I think the important thing is to, we understand that parents may be afraid and parents have their ways of doing things, right? And that children are afraid to talk to their parents, but now we're trying to bridge the gap, right? We understand that there's issues on both sides, but now the goal is how do we have better conversations, right? So from my personal experience and also doing research, um, it's like every family and parent is different, right? There's cultural differences, there's all types of different reasons why parents may move the way they move. And, and as we, you know, we've already discussed, but we're going to talk about a few tips that are going to kind of help maybe with guiding this. And, I, you know, we definitely want you guys, you know, tell us what you guys think. So one thing, and, and Glenda, I know you're going to chime in definitely and, uh, and talk about some of them too. But one thing I've noticed is that it's very important for you to plan what you're going to say, like try to write it down beforehand so that you have all your thoughts together, right? Because sometimes when we speak out of emotion, we get so passionate and we're like going, but if we don't have valid points, it may be easier for them to do what? To kind of just shut shut it down, right? So I think it's important that moving forward, nice. moving forward that you really plan out what you're going to say. Maybe like you said, write it down, have a discussion with, you know, one of your friends if this is something that's really important to you and you want to know the information. Um, another uh, tip is like have a friend or a sibling by your side for support if you're like extremely nervous or like have something in your hand, like a fidget toy or a teddy bear. So you don't, you don't like feel nervous. Yeah, I love that. Um, do we have another one? Yes. All right. Try talking when you feel calm. But if you can't, then start the conversation anyways. So you don't want to talk when you're like agitated or like upset. You want to talk when you feel like you're in the stage that you can talk because you don't want to get the wrong answer. And if you do, you don't want to get mad at them. Mm. So like... You basically, when they're saying you need to feel calm, you need to be in that right state of mind, basically. Mm -hmm. So you have to get ready for any answer that they give you. Yes. Now, what if you never feel calm? What if you always on uh, on edge? What would you suggest? Then first suggest your like first say how you feel to your parents. Like say if you still feel like agitated or upset or mm. mad about it. So they know like what emotion you're feeling right now. So they don't build that emotion up. I love that. So what you're saying is um, 
if you never feel calm, then at least just say it, like say it to them. Like, you know, I'm really upset right now and I want to have a conversation yes. with you so that they're kind of aware of what you're, what you're saying. Because one of the yeah. things they, they say is, even though we want to wait until you feel calm, sometimes you may never feel calm and you still need to start the conversation anyway, because there may never be the right time. Okay. Yes. Um, is there, is there another one, uh, another, like, you guys, well, if you have already started a conversation and like, you just feel like things are getting too intense, you can take a break and in, so you can start the conversation again in like a day or two or maybe in a week as long as you need i love that it's all about the headspace too like you know like we go talk to somebody always always try to put yourself aside the good headspace because i have realized i have even did my research i saw that like a lot of kids they try to talk to their parents while they're angry and then once you try to, once you come off in the wrong way in the parents' eyes, that's when the parents start getting offensive. And that's when you hear the, ah, 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 you thought, or the, oh, psych, or the, mm-hmm. like, stuff like that. So it's just like, you got to remember that if you got to come to your parent, your birth giver, like, you got to come correct. Come correct. Don't, if you don't, she's not about to try to, she's not trying to hit nothing, not a peep, not a coop. And we know that Zion is speaking from experience after we had a little uh, <laughs> chime in today, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing, another thing I noticed is that you want to choose a private place. Like you don't, I, I say this to kids, even if like, if you're in school and you're about to confront somebody because you feel like they've done something, you never want to do it with a huge audience, right? Same thing. They would just instigate. Yeah. So I think when you're with your parents, um, even if it's like, you know, even if it's other family members, you just kind of want to let so they can understand the seriousness of it. Right. So that you're not just kind of get dismissed or whatever. You're kind of pulling them and say, hey, mom, can I hey, mom or dad, or grandma, auntie, can I can I speak to you privately? You know, and if they say, like, what, what you want to speak to me about? What's going on? Like, it's really serious. I would really love to kind of speak to you just kind of alone if we can. Right. Um, better not be no nonsense. <laughs> um, and then I think another important thing is to stick to your main points, right? Don't go start going all over the place because that's why it's easy for it things can, to get dismissed. Because you got to remember, you're still a child, and there's gonna be things that your parents, your parents do know way more, right? They, I'm not saying they know everything, but they do know way more. You guys look for them to give you food, like to put a roof over your head. You need your guardians and your parents. So you want you want to come correct, as Zion said, right? You want to make sure you're in a calm uh, headspace, like Stephanie said. And you want to make sure that you're kind of sticking to one or two main points and you're not all over the place within your conversation because then they won't be able to follow you and then they won't be able to take what you're saying seriously, Okay. Now, I'm not saying to use this whole topic when it's like, you know, Ma, I really need a a, a new PS5 and you think that you're going to pull her to the side and use all these tactics. This is about real conversations <laughs> that you guys really need help with and you guys really want to talk about, okay? There's a lot of kids out there who don't know how to come out about being gay, who 
don't know how to talk to their parents that maybe something happened to them. You know what I mean? Or that somebody made them feel uncomfortable in school. These are important things and, and ways to kind of build the bridge and have those real conversations. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree. I agree with that completely. All right. That's so, really how it would be going. Um, Sometimes it's difficult to know what to say first because emotions are running high and you're worried about how your parents will react but now we're going to give you some tips on how to start the conversation start by saying what you need from them for example i need to tell you about a problem i'm having and get your advice or i have a situation that's really bothering me and i need someone i need somebody to listen and be there for me and number two be honest in your disclaimer for for example, I'm really nervous to talk to you about this, but I, I really don't want to talk to anyone else. I need you to not overreact and listen to me before responding. Yes, everybody needs support and help sometimes, and it is okay to need your parents' help and ask for it. We hope these tips can help you start the conversation. And if you're still in need of help and find yourself struggling to get over the fear of starting the conversation, we suggest you reach out to the counselors here at SPAM for more guidance. We have Ms. Genesis, our guidance counselor for the school. We have social workers, Ms. Teresa and Mr. Adam and Ms. Kionda. We also have our website, which is www.spam296.org and our SPAM at SPAM296. All right, yes, she just mentioned our Instagram and our website. Um, and don't hesitate. There's so many resources as well as teachers who can definitely help you guys out as well. Um, parents, we hope that you are listening and the kids have come up with some amazing, uh, a song that they feel as though can really help you understand how the children feel. Um, yes, this is a wonderful song is called Dear Parents by Take McGray. And you should listen to it because it's actually a very deep song. And yes. So Zion is going to go ahead and play it and make sure that you guys tune in and stay. Please, please, please keep looking out at our Instagram and website to, for the next episode to drop. How do you guys feel? Good. That was awesome. That good. was great. That was good. Yes, yes. And um, also remember, children have a voice. So provide the space to listen and hear you talk. Join us next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Have a good day.